0: You're listening to the I Love You Keep Going podcast with George Haas. For more information, please visit our website at www.metagroup.org. That's www.m-e-t-t-a-g-r-o-u-p.org. So welcome, everybody. This is I Love You Keep Going. It's May 19th, 2022. It's 7.36 p.m. P- specific daylight time and actually um we've been talking about mentalizing a lot lately and um i thought we would break (coughs) (coughs) we would break from that and talk about finding peace or maybe um finding equanimity would be better In that frame, um, finding equanimity means coming out of craving aversion and consciousness, which can be useful. Sometimes in the uh, Theravada world, the idea of um, coming out of suffering is also coming out of the self-experience uh and so that uh, cessation experience or the neurotic experience um but i find uh that insufficiently practical for getting along day to day uh and being in engaged in things and uh uh, uh most of the the people uh, jake you're the exception here but our householders and uh <clears throat> How do we find peace or balance um, in our everyday lives, given the, the, the vicissitudes and given the, 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 this fundamental understanding that we're born, uh, we grow old, we get sick, we die, uh, and that the people near us uh, uh, also do that, and that the, sometimes there's loss, either through estrangement or death. um I talk a lot about this idea of fully engaged and in in perfect balance Um, but when you look at the biology of of human beings that that is uh more metaphorical in a way we're biochemical we're electrical every sensing experience that we take in uh, we create through a change in that homeostatic balance of chemicals that that animate uh, our lives and so each sensing experience takes us out of the that perfect balance into the experience and as it falls away we swing back so it, really it's this movement which creates uh, I think quite a liveliness about being alive and we can track that sense of am I um, balancing or am I getting knocked out of balance it happens at this micro level and also at a macro level Uh, we have a sense of uh, inhabiting conceptual reality the way that we make it it's a representation of what things mean to us Uh, things can mean different things to us at different times in different conditions Um, but there's also the the uh, micro experience of it the the sensing experience are we clinging to a pleasant sensing experience are we aversive to an unpleasant sensing experience are we bored by the ordinariness of so much that happens that we disengage from it or distract from it? so I tend to think of equanimity as this very lively state of engagement rather than a detached and removed state in the brahma viharas in Upeka, the near enemy of uh, of equanimity is detachment, so we're kind of shutting down a, a disengagement Have you ever seen those uh, videos of uh, people surfing giant waves like? I don't know. Is it sixty foot? Is it sixty foot waves that they're surfing? But there, there's like this giant wave, and there's like a little guy. Uh, it's usually guys on a surfboard stuck in the middle of the wave, just sticking out of this ball of moving water. <coughs> 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 and when you notice them, they're constantly moving, constantly adjusting. A little bit back, a little bit forward, this way, that way um constantly keeping that that sense of of balance in the face of this um, enormity it's kind of what I liken it to how do you track that well enough that you can do that so there's the object that can be sensed the capacity to sense it when they meet there's contact consciousness of that sensing experience arises it's uh, evaluated for processing speed I like to say urgent or does not matter or pleasant if there's time then it's compared to the perceptual database and then any meaning that we might have in the perceptual database that's close enough to the unfixated sensing experience attaches to that and then we create conceptual reality which unfolds consciously all that process before that happened unconsciously ..isn't that we don't know it, we just don't know it in that narrow bandwidth of consciousness where we experience conceptual reality, but in the moments of conceptual reality where it unfolds, can we reverse engineer it to understand uh, how we've done that, what, what we've made it out of? Um, Do you know that that you've made conceptual reality based on the conditions of the present moment and uh, conditioning and that they've come together to form this experience and can you trace in the present moment. uh, display uh, the the roots of the, the and where those meanings came from. and uh if you create a a conceptual reality that that's unpleasant can you abandon it and then just in the next moment recreate it uh that would be a way to hold on to equanimity this version is, is is uh difficult and so in the next moment as I recreate conceptual reality I'll create it differently or do you lose your balance and suddenly think that this is actually how it is and then begin to respond from that that rigid place of this is how it is, this is what's happening. moment by moment. Uh, uh, you have to be quick right, so you have to be able to develop the capacity to do this to see it and then to be able to respond uh, in a fluid uh, way um, the Pali word that I quite like, and you, you'll you hear me talk about it is Tajapanati, which means taja means to uh, check. And uh, panati is conceptual reality. So constantly checking that the conceptual reality that you create out of ultimate reality is a good match i always like to say have you ever gotten it wrong in terms of what's actually happening that is to say what the sensing and raw data would suggest is happening and what you make it into and uh, how painful can it be when you make conceptual reality in a way that 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 is uh, difficult when you reflect back on it i know with myself sometimes i'll get an email which they'll have a that'll have a big emotional charge to it and i'll just close it and wait for the emotional charge to come and go so that i can then look at the email again to see how how far off (laughs) my initial read of the email is sometimes it's it's hilariously off sometimes it's not but most of the time it's, if there's a big emotional charge that's so distorting I can't really take in the, the content so and then in suggesting this as peace um, as you see uh, these processes come and go and you get used to the the way that they happen um, if you step out of this belief in a solid continuous ongoing unchanging experience of self and see that also as an activity that comes and goes and is quite changeable based on activities then in this flow of arisings and passings at the macro level and at the 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 micro level you can inhabit uh, this place uh, of of balance so you in a moment read an email it creates a, a huge emotional response you have a very distorted uh understanding of what's happening and then you you attend to that uh, wave of uh, emotional um experience and come back into the experience of the present moment and re-engage the email and there's no recrimination or harshness in uh, the the self that reacted uh into the self now back in balance that's able to hold it because uh, the understanding that these are the the ordinary uh the ordinary nature of the human experience <clears throat> um is that making sense so then how do you uh, explore that so that you can see these ordinary processes of uh, creating moment by moment and then being in uh, peace with it Uh, the perceptual database the database in which we go to to look for uh, the meaningfulness of things is conditioned, and we have that whole conditioning there, and we keep going to it to make uh, our understanding of the present moment. Uh, and so, each present moment that we make is informed by that, that history, that uh, our conditioned responses. So it can it, it can seem quite familiar, quite uh, real. Uh, and yet we know that if we put in different entries into the database, the way that we create conceptual reality changes and it isn't the mechanism of making it that's different it, the mechanism really stays the same it's just because there's different information in the database where we we have the capacity to make. Uh, the. the uh, present moment conceptual reality differently than we would. And even the experience of it is, is this is the same uh, this comes uh, from doing a lot of ideal parent figure work myself and also with other people. Uh, seeing that when you stack the database with positive experiences, then we just begin to make conceptual reality in a much more positive way, even though the, the experience of making it is the same Am I conveying that in a way that's understandable. So if you change the database, the way that you make yourself and the world changes, which is one of the reasons why uh, a a focus on intentional positivity can help create balance. If you grew up in harsh conditions and you have a lot of negative states associated with the working model of self and the working model of of the world, you can intentionally infuse both the working model of self and the working model of the world with positive states, so that in the next moment, uh, because the balance between negative and positive states has changed you have a tendency to create a different experience of uh, conceptual reality. that all making sense so far. So then. Part of it is the clarity of what the what the the sense strands are that we're using to to weave this experience of a conceptual reality um, part of it is uh, uh, tolering the the intensities of those sense streams if you' you don't have clarity between the experience of the intensity and the what you make the sensing data into, uh, if the sensing intensity is unpleasant, it can distort the way that you create uh, conceptual reality. Mm. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of in- insight work into teasing apart the whole process in which this happens and then uh, noticing the balances between positive and negative states and uh, if need be reinforcing the positive states these systems are largely separate so even if you do reduce the intensity of the negative states you still have to intentionally increase uh, the, the positive state so it's a balance here reducing the negative states and then increasing the positive states So doing this mainly in practice. I like to use an intensity uh, equanimity uh, technique mainly for the working with sense intensity. Uh, The one that I like is uh, tracking whether the intensity is increasing, decreasing has stayed the same or has vanished. It's just as a complete set. Um, First, developing sensory clarity so that you can pull apart the the main sense strands. uh, Touching, seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, and then the activity of mind. Mind is what you select out of the full range of experiences. So you'll notice as you track these things that you don't actually do a uniform survey of the whole environment that you're in you actually just collect things that you have a preference for and then you take the things that you've collected and you create from that curated preferred collection the experience of the present moment so it's already based on that that uh, sense of preference so it can be useful to explore what it is that your attention is drawn to and then what the preference for those types of experiences is over other experiences all all of this is
1: conditioned um
0: and then simply coming into that space which i'm I'm sure we're mostly familiar with which is just allowing the arising and passing and the attention to be drawn and at the same time monitoring it all so that you can track it well Um, If you investigate the nature of the emotional regulation system, it's really mostly done through thinking and so that you have these strategies that you use that you think about that create emotional experiences which help balance the reaction to the present moment. So there's an evaluation that needs to happen there. Um, Are you using beneficial strategies or afflictive strategies. If you're using afflictive strategies can you suppress them and replace them with beneficial strategies the need to regulate is constant uh, and if you're not good at it what you may notice is either you're uh, reducing stimuli so that you don't have to uh, experience the intensities that are hard to manage uh which can often lead to a restriction in exploration which restricts meaning <laughs> or you can use some uh, activity that dulls the experience of the present moment something that's distracting so add peace in the experience of the present moment in whatever conditions are happening or equanimous in that place sometimes we call that no preference
1: um
0: So what do you think, shall we just do a long practice period today. That's what I was thinking. Um, What I'd like to do is uh, start with just a little bit of concentration practice to settle. And then uh, to do a basic see here field technique. And then to add to that the uh, and then to switch from that to noting intensity instead of uh, sensory clarity, I'm trying to think of how to do this. How'd that go? <clears throat> I feel quite peaceful. <laughs> so, um, let's see. We have some level 1s coming up and some level a level 2 coming up if you're interested in the attachment work, take a look at it. It's on the website uh the um October retreat is filling up so if that's something interesting to take a look at that it's also on the website um I'm going to be away f- from uh June 8th until June um
1: let's see what's the date on that um <clears throat>
0: So I'll be away June 8th, um, which means um, uh, we'll have uh, two more of these classes, I think, and then there'll be a three week hiatus. Just to give you a heads up on that. Um, Thank you for coming. I offer the teaching freely. But I do hope that you'll consider making a donation. Uh, there's a link on the website for that. It does help support me and also the work that Metagroup does. Appreciate your practice. Uh, see you soon. Bye.